Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work, for those who would like to understand how finance, IT, and customer service professionals can contribute and leave an impact on the industry of science. Today, we will continue our discussion with Andras Berecki, network engineer trainee at Thermo Fisher Scientific. He has managed to balance his studies and his work effectively, but how does his two lives complement each other? Let's find out. The superpower I have, the one that I think goes together with this job very well, is that you know I can get to know a topic fairly well in a short amount of time and consolidate that knowledge I, I required and, and apply it in practical terms very quickly. Some of you may already know that Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Career Stories Behind the Science, we introduce stories from our team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories, in this episode again, we're ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start. So we're back again, and, and before we continue with your stories, there's one, well, actually, a couple of standard parts of uh, of these sessions, and one is a particular question, which is which I call the X-Factor or the X-Men type of question. So if you think about yourself, what is the superpower that, that you bring to the organization and you bring to your team? I think it's mainly... First of all, the fresh blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely one thing. But I, I see this in my colleagues as well. But it's kind of a requirement, actually. But but the superpower I have, I think, goes together with this job very well, is that, you know, I can get to know a topic fairly well in a short amount of time and consolidate that knowledge I, I required and, and apply it in practical terms very quickly. So that's, I wouldn't say that's a unique thing. That's more of like a requirement as an IT technician. You know, there is so many topics in IT that you just cannot know it all. You have to search very well. That could be another skill that is a superpower. So using Google, I think that's, or, or like search engines as in, in, in general, in itself is an art form. You know, everyone can search and like everyday topics, but to find those really exotic things, you have to have a a good sense of, you know, how to extract information, how to apply search terms in search engines. Gotcha. All right. Getting back a bit to your studies as well as uh, the job that you do. And, you know, just whenever I speak with people like yourself, you know, just still at universities and working at the same time, uh, big respect to that and and big admiration because it's a lot of uh, of investment uh, from an energy and from a time perspective so how do you manage the two together it's very tight nowadays especially since as i said in the first episode it's my final semester at university it's not about managing the schedule because my school calendar is is fairly open so i can fit in the work hours i i would like to do and and are agreed upon but in terms of balancing my mental resources for both work projects and my thesis project, which is not a basic one. It's a fairly complex and a little bit exotic topic. So it both requires very much mental resource. So I try to manage it and uh, I've been doing fairly well at it so far. One thing I do is I, I allocate like one day, one work day 
uh, especially for school. So to work on those projects, especially my thesis project. But I mean, if the work is done, the work with Thermo Fisher, at the end of the day, I switch to doing the school projects. I have a weekly meeting with people I do my thesis project with, and uh, that is after work. So most things I, I do after work and like a dedicated day to it as well. And how are you progressing with, uh, with the thesis work? Slowly but steady, I would say. So yeah, it's, it's about automotive security. It's with an external company. So it's, it's not even like an internal thing at school. They, they brought this to the university and it's a, it's a unique thesis experience. I mean, you get one thesis, I mean, bachelor thesis, but I mean, everything is unique about it for everyone because you do it once, but <laughs> this is more unique in terms of like doing it together. So we are working on it, me and, and four other people. So it's a much more, you know, uh, like a group effort, the whole thing is, um, because usually, generally speaking, uh, thesis work is, is all about one person doing one, one kind of topic, but, but we are working very closely to it because we have five sub topics. Each one of us has, has like a different part of the bigger puzzle but uh, all in all it ties together into one big topic. It's about networks as well, but more like appealed applied networks, so embedded networks in, in cars. And what is your specialty or what is the field that you cover? We are approaching the, the whole topic from a security standpoint. So it's, it's about protecting this network because this is what they have in, in cars nowadays is not very secure because of, you know, cost decisions and, and, and things like that. And, and the fact that most protocols cars, cars run on nowadays are very old. So they are not very well equipped for, for security. But yeah, so, so our, our work is to harden the security around automotive networks, so those embedded networks in cars. And my piece of the puzzle is about detecting attacks. So generally in computer networks, so in like a company or, you know, just a wide area network. But let's just say there is a company who wants to protect their internal network. There are several ways to do that, but one of them is called an IDS, IPS. It's an intrusion detection system. And, and it's basically just, you know, monitoring packet flow and, and trying to identify attacks. And this is kind of the same principle, what I do as a thesis project. So it's, it's kind of the same method, monitoring the packet flow and then identifying, you know, that there is an attack going on and then doing some kind of countermeasure. But mostly my task is to build some kind of mechanism around the whole simulation we have to identify the, the attacks. So I have the theoretical part of it down uh, very well, but the uh, practical part is just the beginning. So yeah, but it's, it's, it's going to come together eventually, I think, very well. Great. And how does it feel like or what it's like working as an IT professional in the business or in the industry that we operate in? It's challenging from for the simple fact that Thermo has many sites to, to manage, so many networks, subnetworks, VLANs, so, so many things to, to keep, in, keep in mind and keep in inventory. And most of the time, it's, I, I would say Thermo's internal network inventory is very well managed. So I haven't run in, into things like, you know, data difference or loss of data. So, so most tasks I had, I could do my job very well because of all the you know the documentation they had but actually I, I was before coming to Thermo 
like six years ago, I, I had, for a very brief amount of time, I had a similar kind of operational job. It was more like a summer job thing. And those guys essentially, it, it was a company that was like a, an, an outsourced, uh, they outsourced the IT related problems to them. And it was, a, it was a Hungarian company and their inventory was very poorly maintained. So most of the thing, you know, my experience was that, that the actual job would have required like minutes and uh, because of all the missing data, all the missing credentials, all the missing IP addresses, just all in all, in general, the missing documentation, it required days to hunt down all the, all the necessary things. So back to Thermo Fisher, Thermo Fisher has very well-maintained inventory systems. And despite the fact that so many devices are on the network, so many different aspects are there and and so many different sites there are, it is very well organized. But nonetheless, it's interesting to be at so many places at, at the same time, speaking virtually from a virtual perspective. In one minute, you're logged into Brazil. In the other, you're logged into a device in India. So it's kind of uh, like, you know, in a sense, traveling as well, but, you know, virtual, in a virtual environment. J- just as countries differ, sites differ as well. So how well maintained they are, what uh, what kind of configuration is on them, what what standards they they are brought into, so it uh, differs as well. So all, all in all, it uh, it differs from country to country. Well, what kind of experience to, uh, you get? You would you would think that it's just you know uh, a console or a terminal window with the same kind of information, but not different sites have kind of uniqueness to them as well. So okay, so we are getting close to the to the very end of our of our session. But before we close it off, uh, is there anything, any particular message that you would want to send to, you know, just people in your shoes, like being on universities or in college, anything from your experience or, or, or any advice in some, just in terms of, of the future, what to think about from a, from a career point of view? Always have your C- CV updated. <laughs> no, um. I mean that that that's that's very important but do not one one thing I have learned very very later on is that I was kind of a clingy person I, I am so so I, I I kind of get clingy on the idea or or get hooked on the idea of one job and then wait for weeks for that job to you know unfold that job opportunity and um, I learned just recently that that it's like you have to shoot like a shotgun, so like uh, apply to many very different positions and 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 try to vary it up as well. So 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 you have have this uh, um, this idea of what you're gonna do and what you gonna what your work gonna be like. You can throw that out of the window the first minute you walk into a, a new new job. I don't mean that in a in a bad bad way, but you have all these ideas and all these uh, you know and and it's great to have ideas about uh, what your work gonna be like or what you're gonna do, but in a good way it's it's pretty much a mystery every time. So just try to keep an open mind. It's an advice for for everyone who is listening, but a reiteration of the of this uh, very important attitude towards everything in life and in, and to job opportunities as well for me. So it's just a reiteration as well. Okay, great. So just as a closure, this is another standard agenda item, if you like. But each and every guest has the opportunity to ask any questions from the next guest uh, without knowing who the person would be. 
And the question that you got from our previous guest is, if you had to choose one language to learn, then what would it be and why? That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I would say I would have different answers to this, but the most most logical I can think of, I'm gonna go with that. It's it's Spanish, so I I would I would like to go with Spanish just uh, because of the fact it it has Latin roots as well. So I, I already started learning that in in uh, like secondary school, so or, or high school. So I would pretty much like to follow up on it, and uh, just because of the fact so many countries, especially in South America and uh, like here in Europe as well. So many people speak it. I would like to speak it as well. But if I can extend my, my, my answer, I would pretty much like to learn Japanese as well. So that's that's the other language I would... You know, most Japanese people are very far from me, but I, I like their language very much. It has the same phonetics as Hungarian, so it's very easy to go into Japanese from a phonetic standpoint. I don't mean that from a grammatical standpoint because that's very hard. But if, if you study hard, you can speak that language very well uh, as a Hungarian. Okay. Thanks. Actually, um, the guy who has a question uh, is a Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. So from Ecuador. So I'm pretty sure that he's going he's gonna to love your answer. <laughs> so and now it's your turn. So you could ask literally whatever you want to from, uh, from the next guest. All right. Um, um, I would ask him or her. If he could work in any country he would like, which one would it be and why? Listen, thanks a lot for, uh, for being here with us. It's really appreciated. It was really great to hear your stories and, you know, just the insights and everything you brought in. So thank you very much and have a good day ahead. Thank you. And thank you for having me. This was a discussion with Andras Berecki. His story is proof that it's worth starting your career alongside university. In the next episode, we will have a new guest who will share their career story behind the science. This is what I wholeheartedly recommend everybody, that if if you have the chance and if you have uh, the will and the appetite to try at something which is outside of your comfort zone and outside of your surrounding, then, then, then go for it. Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, we can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories. See you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Budapest, Hungary. Produced by BrandFizz Employer Branding in conjunction with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Let's look behind the science in the next episode.